the biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Dr. Vic here. And before I jumped on this interview, I wanted to just share a little bit about it. Um, My next guest that we did on here, uh, Tanya Gonzalez, she's like, she is my soul sister. She is someone I got to know years ago. It's almost 10 years now. And she's helped me in so many ways. But what I really appreciated is seeing her grow to where she is now. And she saw me grow to where I am now. And it's it's beautiful process when you see someone you know, see someone you care about, and you see them slowly transform. They're following their passion. They're following their purpose. They're guided. They're trusting. And it's amazing of what has come. And she talks about this because you know she's the number three psychic in the world. And yet, she's like, I never had aspirations to do that. You know, but what I did do is follow my heart. I followed what I love, and that has massively created huge things for her in her life. So we dive into that. We talk about how if you're in love, you have no lack. There's no um, lack. There's only abundance. When you do what you love, you manifest everything you desire. And it's just understanding how to tap into that, how to trust, how to be guided, and so much more. So this podcast really dives into a lot of different things. There's a lot of great stuff here that is shared. We even dive into a little bit of how she helped me in my life uh, in different circumstances because she's always been that angel for me when I needed it. So take it. I'm excited you're here. Um, no further ado, I don't want to steal no more thunder from her. Let's go ahead and jump into this amazing interview with Tanya Gonzalez. I am excited, Tanya. I'm so happy uh, to have you here. You place a, a dear place in my heart and uh, happy to have you on. Uh, thank you so much, Victor. It is such an honor to be here with you, my friend. It's been a while. I'm glad we're able to connect and uh, you're just doing amazing things. I mean, number three psychic in the world. I mean, you're just, I mean, you're gifted at what you do. And I knew that from the moment I met you and it's just to see you soar and, and do what you're doing. I'm just, I love sitting back and just watching and being like, yes, I know her. She's awesome. Keep rocking. You know what? I feel the same way about you. I, I remember the, the beginning of you starting your practice and, oh my God, is this the right thing when you were doing adjustments <laughs> in your parents' house upstairs? I mean, and to see you now as a professional married man, you know, out there in the healing well-being industry and, you know, now author, I, I love seeing you bless and prosper and heal so many which is something that you were so afraid that you couldn't do. But I kept telling you, yes, you can. So I love seeing how you've bloomed as well, brother. I really appreciate seeing you support and that, people in their healing. 
And I appreciate that. Very dear to my heart. I really do. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We always do. And yes. so I, I want, I know, we, you know one thing is I would love to dive into because I'm also seeing this massively starting to happen. And the whole thing about mainstream spirituality and so forth. And I'd love to get your opinion, your chime on that. And uh, the, the, we'll start there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. They always said the age of Aquarius was coming, right? And what does it mean, the age of Aquarius? The age of Aquarius is a time when we are in spiritual exploration. Aquarius is a sign of a lot of shifts and changes and a lot of spiritual growth and expansion. And so we're seeing this, except we're forgetting that it is actually happening. We've experienced deep healing because we've had deep pain. And these deep pains are now coming forth through churches, through communities, through cultures, through women, through men, just, you know, through gender identity, all these different people and different experiences that are painful are creating the need for spiritual support, for spiritual guidance. Because what most people don't recognize is that you cannot think your problems away. You cannot read a book. You can't go on a retreat. You can't, you know, it's not going to go away by burning a letter and saying, I forgive it. It is, you know, and so many people think that that's the, you know, that's the easy route. That's the first step, the baby step. The deeper work is recognizing that the, where the problem is cannot the solution lie. And, you know, if you have the issue you can't be the healer because if you could heal it, there would be no issue. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people out now, you know, saying, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. But real healing is with support, first of all. And then, you know, it's someone who's a certified spiritual counselor or healer. And then having the courage to do it, having the courage to do it is really the first step. Having the courage to say, you know what, I can't do this by myself. I've spent years you know, um, guiding and supporting people over the last decade. And that's really what it comes down to is that we have to recognize that we can heal ourselves. And yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And would you kind of say like, it's, um, cause you know, like a burning of a letter, that's like a very superficial type of a layer, you know, would you say you have to go like, I always say you got to go into the darkness. You, oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. The darkness has to come. And, and that's the thing that's so hard for us Vic, to really, really look at because we are terrified of what that darkness is. But a course in miracles says Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So it's really our thoughts that create this war, this battleground, this terror, this darkness within us. And, and again, that's why this mainstream spirituality, it, you know, there is another layer to it, you know, and then, oh, everyone's doing shadow work and wants to be a shaman and a priestess and everything. <laughs> and it takes years because there is years of unresolved pain within all of us, starting from our childhood. So if most of us have childhood pain and we discover we have childhood pain in our mid thirties to forties, 
that's a lot of years. Mm-hmm. You can't read that in a book. You can't heal that in a book or on a weekend. I wish we could. <laughs> if that was the case, right? If that was the case, we'd all be enlightened beings. And so, yeah, we've got to go deeper. And that's what 2019 has in store for us. We've got to go so now I'll pause and I know you've got lots to say. So let's get into it, bro. No, I love it. I mean, I was just going to say, let's talk about like childhood things. How do you like some people don't know that they I think they know it's just they block it out. Would you agree that they had childhood stuff that they had to go through? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? <clears throat> and this is one of the most fascinating things to me is that we have so much trapped pain within us that we have built a barrier, like there is a freaking vault that must be so thick with steel and story around it that we make it impenetrable. But that's where the healing is because we have built years of protective devices around that pain. We've, real, we've created behaviors and habits to can keep that wall up, to keep those secrets, to keep that, you know, whatever it is, that pain buried. And when we allow it to rise up, we always try to shove it back down. And that's why a lot of people don't realize they have trapped anger in their bodies and trapped, you know, unforgiveness and regret and shame and just all the feelings that make us feel worthless are really trapped in our tissues. And the work that you do, you know it, is energy work. And you get in there and and really, you don't manipulate, you coax and smooth the energy out, but it takes the inner work of the person. Yep. Also, the shifting of their thoughts to really do the healing. Don't you think, Vic? Oh, massively. I I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, It's them at the end of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah. And so that, that wall, like how would you, for some people, because, you know, as gifted as you are, I know you can see things and I, I feel energy. Um, so I can tell, I'm like, whew, this one's, this has got a lot of protection layers here. Um, how can someone start that journey, that process to um, start breaking down the wall? How, how does that all begin? Well, the first thing is to be honest with yourself, just to just say, you know what? I messed up. I made a mistake. I failed. I I didn't do the right thing. And, And then from there, say, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, it's a hapono apono. It's saying, you know, I don't, I made a mistake because we have to remember that we are here learning every single day. We're here learning. That's all we're doing. But we think we're masters because we're an adult. We know nothing. nothing. (laughs) And so we get caught up in this idea that we know something. And that actually keeps us from knowing what we need to know. So we build up all these layers. And so now when you say, okay, I made a mistake. Oops, I made a mistake. There was, I remember when I was a kid, there was these little songs. Oops, I made a mistake. That's all. Mistakes can happen to anyone, you know? I love it. If, yep. we, could, if yep. we could keep it that simple. And so, because we let kids make mistakes, but again, as adults, we think we got it figured out. And because we think that, we believe it. Yep. And 
And that is how the layers start to unhurl. I'll share a story with you. So yeah. when I first moved to Mexico, I bought a lot of hand-me-down things. And then when I got married, we got a lot of new things. And so I had had these hand-me-down forks that I had got like at the flea market or whatever, forks to eat. But then once we got married, I got the new forks and I started noticing how I would never use the new forks, the old forks, I mean, to eat with because they were not pretty enough. I would only use the old forks to cook with or to do, you know, like, oh, I just, I, those were not good forks anymore. You know, like my whole attitude towards these forks. And I said, oh my God, I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Because think about it, the purpose of the fork is to put food in my mouth, but I gave it value by looking at it, by giving it value. I judged it. I thought one was more inferior, one was less than the other, when in truth, they both did the same thing. They were equal, but my judgment of pretty and unpretty created this block that I did not want to use that fork anymore. You know, like I was so much better than that fork. You know? <laughs> I love the story. <laughs> and, and, and I said, you know, I just forked myself. I just totally <laughs> forked myself. No pun intended. So, yeah. So I share that story now with my clients because it's the truth. I just like we fork ourselves all day, all the time. We forget the true purpose, like money. The true purpose of money is to trade for trade for trade and services and goods. Yeah. Money is not to be, make us feel good. Money has no emotion. Yet we get so emotional about money. But it does have it has no emotion towards us. We love it so much yet it can never love us as much as we love it. <laughs> uh, that's an imbalanced relationship right there. Exactly. It's so imbalanced. <laughs> and so do you see what I'm saying? Like it's totally. it's the ego, it's our fear, it's these stories, these beliefs. And so if we go back to the simplicity of what money is, is used to exchange a service or a good. And if you want more goods or more services, you need more money. But if you just want to want, then you're wanting for another reason other than the service or the good. So true. And that's where so many people get caught up. They get caught up in wanting and want instead of saying, you know what? I have what I need. I have more than enough. I have, you know, we have a Costco here and it makes me think of how many people like stockpile things, you know, uh -huh. and that lack, it's a lack mentality. And so we don't stock, that's basically kind of where we shop you know, because it's an American store. We, you know, do buy things, but not in bulk. I'm, I'm, I'm not a bulk buyer, you know, we like the trail mix, <laughs> you know? So it's like we, are have, we have this lack and want mindset and that's really what we're healing because if you lack and want, when you heal past that and you see your grandeur and your magnificence, then there's nothing in lack or that you want. 
I love that. I mean, it's, you know, I always say if we are, you know, we're abundance exides within and now, you know, abundance is everywhere. How can, in the power of who we really are, um, there is no lack. That's right. And, and so you create this illusion of lack, but in true essence, when you really grasp and, and I say this, I know it now, like to a T, but you know me, you know, all the journeys of what I went through. And it's one of those things where, you know, before I would see lack, scarcity, this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to, it comes a shifting tipping point. And then you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. If I'm this, and this is what I really am. And I truly grasp this now. There is never lack, only the lack within my mind. The truth is, that's right. A Course in Miracles says, only you can deprive yourself of anything. It's like this, like, you know, when I really start, my husband is an artist and he went to school to study to be an artist. That is his gift. My gift is as an intuitive. And so if I don't practice my gift, if I don't share my gift, then I'm not in an overflow. It has nothing to do with money. I, if I'm sharing my gift, I'm in overflow. If yeah. I'm hoarding my gift, I'm in lack. Therefore, I'm in lack inside and outside. It's paint, <laughs> you know. And so, like, when, you know, he loves to paint. Even in the littlest times, he, he has 20 minutes. He'll get, oh, I got 20 minutes. Let me paint, you know, because again, it feeds him. It yes. feeds him, just like having my crystals and candles and all of that feeds me. So, if we create work that we love, if we create a life that we love, then we will never be in lack. How can we be in life? I love how you say that. I mean, it's some of the stuff I share a lot now is all about like when I talk about working with like entrepreneurs and stuff and, and mindset, I always talk about the, what is it? What is a passion? What is something that your inner joy, what brings inner joy? Mm-hmm. And, and I say, if you can find that, you'll have a life of everything you ever wanted if you go there because once it starts to feed, money comes in. That money feeds. Life energy keeps coming. And it becomes this cycle of always building and inspiring and growing you and expanding you. And you end up having more of what it is. You know, you're feeding yourself, in other words. And it's an endless cycle. You're feeding yourself internally and externally. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly it. And when you really do, like, again... I was a librarian for years. And then when I busted through that to become a yoga teacher and then to allow myself to blossom into this spiritual teacher, I had no idea (laughs) what the universe had in store for me. I had no idea that I was meant to be voted number three psychic in the world. I had no idea that I was meant to support all these people. When I was trapped in the desk, you know, as a librarian, I would dream about this. You know that. Oh, yeah, I remember. I used to dream about the things that I do now. And, you know, even just this past September, I was at an entrepreneur event in New York City teaching anyone can tarot. Because going back to our original conversation, everyone is trying to grasp the spiritual in every way. Through what we do, how we live, through our work, what we serve, how we serve. And so... Coming back to that conversation, that truly is when you do what you love, the money will follow. The thing is, so many of us are caught up in the how. When you do what you love, the money will follow. <laughs> there is no how. So simple, right? The, you know yeah. your you know your why. You overcome any how, right? That's one of the yeah, Victor exactly. Frankl said. 
Yeah, there is no necessary way to understand how. There is an intuitive and there is an inventive. In your intuition is your your inventiveness. Yeah. But you can't get to your inventiveness or your intuition over doubt, over worry, over fear around money or around so-and-so and and whatever it is. You can't get to, to to that core of who you are with all those layers of protection blocking you from seeing your value and your real worth. Amen, sister. I love that. So I know people who are listening to this are getting pumped. They're probably like, oh my God, yes. But how does someone, what are some ways someone can find that their, their, their gift, their inner joy? How can they, how's that journey begin? Or more importantly, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you want, or you can answer that question, or how did you break through being the librarian to the yoga instructor in that? How did you get guided that way? Which, whatever one you want to answer. Okay, well, I'll answer both. And Ooh, both cool. were the same. Yeah, it was spirit. <laughs> it was spirit. I was in such a dark place. I was drinking every day. I was smoking. I was dark. You know, it was the pits of hell. I thought, okay, if it's does not any better than this, I might as well die. This really sucks. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to drink myself to death. And I really struggled with alcohol because I was so trying to numb out my pain, yet I wanted to be a spiritual woman. And so it wasn't really until I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done trying to figure it out and, you know, try to compensate with what I'm drinking and not drinking and making myself feel guilty. So I said, you know what, take this from me. Take it from me. I don't want this habit anymore. It is killing me. And that is that sweet surrender, because that's what sweet surrender is. It's not saying I give up. In fact, what it's saying, I'm giving in. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And when I had said that so many times and finally meant it, when I really made the decision within myself, I am no longer drinking. I am no longer hurting myself. I am taking responsibility for my life. Powerful. Is when things changed because I that's the, that's the first thing you have to take responsibility. You have to stop blaming other people. You have to stop living your story. You know, I could talk about my story, or I, you know, my past story, or I could talk about where how I got from from there to here, and that's the better <laughs> journey. You know, you don't want to hear it. Start crying. I don't want you to cry tears of pain and sympathy. I want you to cry like, damn, she did that, what, you know? <laughs> and so that's, you know, when I would go to spiritual centers and I would meditate, I would just, I want to be, I want that. I, I want that peace of mind. I want that peace in my body. And I said, I want that more than anything. And, you know, the drinking left me. The drinking, absolutely. I never had another desire. I have not drinking drank for over three, um, three and a half years now because my prayer was sincere. I said, I don't even want to remember it. I don't want to remember. I don't want to be tempted. Take the thought from me that I never think about alcohol ever again. And you know what? It left the most powerful thing that I've ever done. And as a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles, I can truly say it has been that study guide, that book, I call it Intuitive Intelligence, that has supported me in my journey in the most because it is intuitive intelligence because ultimately we do know that if we do allow ourselves to do and be who we truly are, 
we will be our most happiest. And if we're at our most happiest state of joy and elation, how can we not be touched by God? I couldn't agree with you more. And you say it so lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So true, though. I mean, it is. And I always, one of the things that I'm catching myself saying a lot more is how we have to like return back to being childlike. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And that's why I love to travel. That's why travel was so huge for me. I spent years traveling. I lived in Ukraine. I lived in Spain and Madrid and Marbella. I did all the things I wanted to do. Remember when I first left and I, you were like, where are you going? And I, said, I have no idea. <laughs> I and then remember. I just, I just uh, went. I just said, I'm out of here. And I just let the door, I left the door open. I said, universe, guide me. And it guided me straight, like I said, to a TV show. So here I was, 40 years old, working as a waitress and doing my radio show and having clients on the side and working three different jobs. And being grateful for all of it. Because I kept saying, I live in Key West. I'm so grateful living in Key West. I get to see the ocean every day. I live on this beautiful island. It's sunshine every day. Thank you. I worked at this cafe that was right on the ocean. So I got to like see the ocean every five seconds if I just looked up. you know. But then I got this email from a TV show in Kiev, Ukraine. And I thought it was a total joke. And... I shared it with one of the um, other servers that I work with at the restaurant who was Ukrainian or Russian. And she said, oh my God, they've asked you to be on this TV show. And I said, are you kidding me? I was (laughs) like, is this some hoax? No, Victor, I'm telling you, everyone thought I was going to get kidnapped because Taken had just come out. This was in 2012. And they're like, oh my God, you're going to get kidnapped and put in the black market. You can't go to Europe like that. Who do you think you are? And I said, you know what? Who do I think I'm not? Love it. It's time for, and so I went from Key West to Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> My life changed overnight. And it was, it has been one of the most blessed experiences of my life. And so, yeah, that that's the story I want you to know. Not the story of my drinking and pain and suffering. But how I got there was by the surrender and then saying, teach me what I don't know. Teach me about love. Teach me about forgiveness. I asked to know myself. I asked to to unlock all those buried secrets so I could heal them because it was those buried secrets that were locked and tucked away and in the vault somewhere deep inside of me (laughs) that were keeping me in pain. And I, I no longer wanted to accept that pain. And so I said, I'm willing to give that up to live in Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> you know, to, get, to, <laughs> to have love in my life, to get married, to have the life of my dreams. And so that's what it is. It's not giving up this other life. It's giving up your story. It's giving up your pain. Yeah. Powerful stuff there. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things I'll, I, I say a lot is, you know, the universe is always working for you, never against you. And, you know, hearing the stories of people, so you get to Kiev, right? And, oh, you're going to get kidnapped and so forth. Was there something inside that said, I need to go there. I need to make that decision to be there. Yeah, something told me it was going to change my destiny. Of course, I was scared, but I thought, okay, they're going to kidnap me, but they're going to buy my ticket across the world. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, Good idea there, yeah. Yeah, like, so <laughs> they're going to buy me a plane ticket and kidnap when there's a paper trail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay, spirit. And that's, again, great question. That's when I really knew that I was so guided in the show. It was the first time I really allowed myself to really utilize my gifts because, Victor, I had no idea when I thought, again, I had no idea. And because I had no idea, no expectations, when I got there and saw that they had over 3,000 you know, people competing for this TV show, I was floored. <laughs> I had no idea that it was this huge production. And I remember showing up in like a cute little outfit with some shorts, my like cutest shorts, my cutest top <laughs> and my cutest little flip flops. Cause it was like July and there was people from all over the world dressed to the nines. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and then I realized I can't use anything except my gift here. And that's all I chose to do. I love it. And I know it went well for you. You, you, you kicked butt over there. I did. I did. Yeah. It was, it was an amazing experience that changed my life forever. And so how is it, you know, trusting the universe is a, sometimes a foreign concept to people. Um, and just going with, I, I know I need to be there or I, this is what, I, even though I'm scared, I need to get past that. Is there anything you give advice to or anything you can share to like listeners who may be, you know, feeling like they should be doing something, but the fear is holding them back, how to break through that? Listen to your heart. Stop listening to your head. Just close your eyes and ask your heart, if this is wrong, tell me. Show me. You know, because our heart is never wrong. It's our head that tells us to stop. When we're in love, we listen to our heart. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> when, we're, when we're in love, we're all like, oh, I'm listening to my heart, not my head. But when it's anything else outside of another person, we won't listen to our heart. That's how you know. That's how you know it's true. You listen to your heart. Just like I said, even though it might hurt us and we might, it might be even a short-lived love affair, when we listen to our heart, we, are never, we can never forget that experience that we share, even if it is a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You so know? And so when we follow our heart, that's where the truth is. That's where our treasure is. That's why when we do what we love, what is in our heart, again, it's the same thing. When we do what is in our heart from the core of our being, not from a place of desire, but from the core of our being, because the core of our being is what? Our heartbeat. That's how we become human right there is the heartbeat. See, if there's no heartbeat, then you are not alive. So true. So true. We have to bow down to it. That's why prayer is so important. That's why I said the first thing, pray. I don't know what to do. Please help me. And you bow down to your heart. Like really just tuck your chin in down and talk to your heart. I need support. I am lost. Please help me. I love that. And then you just have to trust to know the answers are going to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what guided me to Ukraine. That's what guided me to be number three. I actually never wanted, I wasn't even striving. I just was happy to be there. And then when it was like down to the last six, I was like, Oh God, how did I get here? You know? <laughs> I was like, really? And actually I'll tell you, I was 
I, I tried to quit a few times because it was getting cold. I was, you know, like, oh my God, it was snow up to my waist. And Oof. it was getting, you know, just very competitive. It was just getting really rough. And I didn't, you know, it was really, it was just really different. It was really I, I wanted to quit. I wanted to come home. I wanted to go back to the beach. And it was just different to not have that experience, not being, you know, and so I had to just go through my fears and, and really just say that this was more important. I love that. And, and what was on the other side when you faced your fear? What was on the other side of it? On the other side of that was the life that I dreamed of, the life that I dreamed of with my beloved and doing what I love. I love doing that. what I love, you know, just everything that I've ever asked for, the things that I would tell you 10 years ago that I wanted, I, I now have, and I never thought it was possible. And I remember those conversations. It's funny, uh, you know, as soon as we connect, it's like, boom, everything just comes right back. And I'm like, hey, I remember this. I remember that. Oh, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you're living it. And that's the thing for the listeners out there. I mean, you know, again, I've known Tanya from the beginning. And it's one of those things of how she has grown and living the vision, what she wants to see, what she wants to create. And it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, right? Oh, God. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Now it is. Now you gotta it go. Is. You, it's like a storm. You gotta get through the storm, and once yes. you get to the other side, it's bliss. It's everything you desired and everything you want. I mean, in truth, I I still implored that I was like I said just recently in New York teaching. You know, Chris Winfield, and I mean, just amazing entrepreneurs that are like million dollar, you know, entrepreneurs doing these amazing things, and I'm standing in front of them, teaching them tarot, you know, I mean, I never would have thought that or that way I would have best-selling authors and millionaire entrepreneurs as, you know, a few of my clients and vice presidents and, and all of this, I, I would have never, ever imagined. And, and because I didn't, I think that is, that has been the key as well, because I never put a ceiling or an expectation. I never, I never, of course, everybody wants to be on TV, but I never thought it would happen. But I never said, oh, it'll never happen. I just said, oh, one day, one day, you know, and then to be on TV at 40, I was floored. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely floored because, of course, I thought that dream had, I thought that dream had sailed, just like the books. I thought, you know, being a best-selling author, there's no way I haven't done it yet. And Two of the books that I've co-authored have been Amazon bestsellers. And so I have, I've done everything that I've asked to have done. And now I've got new adventures ahead. So I've got more, more to come. I love it. Well, congratulations for being best-selling author. It's a, uh... That's quite an accomplishment, and I, and I and I expect that from you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I and and that's true because I expect that from myself. I expect that from myself, absolutely. So yes, I love it. And that's the thing, you know, for the listeners out there, it's you know, just you, it's kind of like you said it and you forgot it, right? You said it and forget it, kind of a thing. Where yeah. this is what I want, but I, you never said no to it. You just said this is what I want, and you left it alone. And it's kind of like. Let the universe do its thing. It's going to come out and work out for you. 
Victor, when we knew each other, I think I used to always have this story that I was meant to marry an Italian guy. Yep. That, you used to tell me that. Right. Right. And that he was going to be an artist and we were going to live somewhere and just live happily ever after. Right. Remember I used to tell you? That? Oh yeah. I remember all the time. Okay. <laughs> so when I met my husband, I realized, okay, first of all, the Italian flag and the Mexican flag look very similar. Actually, they they're just, they're just upside down. And my husband is an artist. So I, I knew even then that this was supposed to be my life, but I, kept, I, I didn't have all the details, but I knew that this would be my life. I just didn't know again how. When I let myself be guided, I didn't have to know how. I got here since we've known each other. Since we've known each other in this, what, nine years that we've known each other or whatever, my life has completely changed and so has yours. So that now when we're sharing these stories, it's like, oh my God, I did say that that long ago. Yep. Yep. And, it, and it's, you, you, I love how you brought that up too, because there's something I always tell people because I'll talk to people and work with them on things. And, and all of a sudden they're like, well, this is not the way I really wanted to see it. And, and I'll be like, well, first off, you know, mm. the universe is, the universe knows more. It knows it, it sees things bigger. So I always give the phrase, you were asking for an apple. What you ended up with was an orange, but at the end of the day, you still got what you want, which was fruit. That's right. And we have to be specific with spirit because spirit is specific with us. When it tells us go there, it's not saying you have two options, A <laughs> or B. It says, no, go there, call this person, do this. Because spirit knows what you need and what the step is. And so when you allow yourself to truly be guided, it, it takes the trust. It takes yeah. true trust. And, you know, that's where we get caught up again, because we don't, we want to think, we don't want to listen. And we must learn to listen, learn, do, instead of do, learn, listen. We do everything backwards because this is the illusion. Everything is upside down, you know, it's the show Stranger Things, the upside down world. We this is the upside down world. So and true. if we yeah, if we did so what true. what we were guided to do, we would see the ninety-nine percent world, which is where we where love is experienced, where prosperity is experienced. Prosperity is not experienced in this one percent world. We see it when we buy things, but that's not the true feeling of prosperity. Prosperity is not about what you buy, it's what you feel. And that's the 99% world. So we could talk for hours, but you know. Oh, I know we the can. Thing, <laughs> the, thing, the things that's important is, again, just recognizing what our spirit is saying. What our spirit is asking us to do instead of what our head is telling us we can't. And I love how you bring this all up because, you know, as you know me, and, and I love sharing, I shared a lot in my book about my personal life and, and on the podcast I do too. And it's one of the things where I was one of those mental people, very mental. And you know that because I remember when I talked to you about something, you'd be like, Victor, breathe. Go back. No, I don't need to breathe right now. This is what... <laughs> And I just, I, you know, and I appreciate you because you were part of that helping me, you know, it, it's all seeds. It's all things that were planted. And eventually uh, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm more just like, Hey, it's all going to, it's, it, it's in flow. Everything's going to work out. I know where I'm going and this, I'm, I'm setting an attention and I'm listening and I'm trusting and I'm just going to go wherever it goes and it's all going to work out. I know that deep within. And that is not a victor who I was 
two years ago, four years ago compared to now. So I, I want to commend you and thank you for that. And, and for the listeners listening, it is possible. If you were like me, <laughs> it is possible to make this transition. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really not as difficult as we think it is. It's really a decision. It's a decision. It's a choice. It is. And and that's where I like, you know, as I do my, uh, all these meditations I do and so forth, it's one of the things that kept coming to me was showing me the resistance. And I kept seeing resistance, resistance, resistance. And it was like, Everything you that you want, if you let go of the resistance, you actually because you're spending so much energy resisting. If you just let go and just trust and flow, everything's going to be everything will happen. It's so much ease. You'll be less stressed. You're going to be happier, and it's amazing how that works. It come. What's on the other side of your resistance is what it is that you're asking for. Yeah, I know, isn't it? <laughs> it's the very thing that you ask for. Like again when I shared the story about moving to Mexico or, you know, living near the beach, I resisted that for, for the longest time. I, Cause I never thought I could do it. I never thought I could afford the lifestyle that it would take to live near the beach. So I had to get in my spirit first and feel worthy of it to explore it. I never thought that I could really do it. And then when I was sitting when we first moved to, you know, the beach area, the coast of Mexico, I said, I can't believe it. I thought I had to be rich and doing all this other things to live here. Yeah. But it's because I allowed myself to have it. And then it opened up. It was the easiest thing. But you know what it was that even got me here? The spirit. I wouldn't have come to Mexico by myself as a single woman in her 40s <laughs> if I wasn't guided by spirit. And it was spirit. Actually, it was a course of miracles that, that guided me down here to Mexico. That's so cool. Was it, were you teaching a class or was it a course you were taking? It was a, um, a spiritual uh, place, a retreat center that I came down to. And I fell in love with the area and just decided to stay. And I've never left. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. I never left. And then I met my husband and the rest is. <laughs> that's, that's it. So, and now I'll, I'll have my citizenship, citizenship um, in another year, but now I'm a temporary. So yeah, I'm excited about the new possibilities in my life. I love it. And your daughter's with you, yes? My daughter is with me, yes. So she's yeah. made the transition and, and moved down too. She quit her corporate job and came on down here to live in the beautiful life of uh, Puerto Vallarta as also as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And she supports me in my business and work as well. I love that. I know. I remember seeing a video of you guys, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I was then I was like, "Hold on, they're they're working together." I'm like, "This is so awesome!" Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kudos. Um, Thank you. Uh, so real quick, let's. You you wrote this book called The Sensuous Bruja, and so, sensuous or sensual? Yeah, I said that right, right? Um, sensuous. Yes, that right? one's should, the one I, that's coming up. That's oh, that's the one that is coming up. I apologize. Mm-hmm. So no what's worries. the what's the one you have written? Then I apologize about that. No worries. Um, It was um, Opening with Grace and Gratitude. It was the co-authored book. And the story I wrote in there goes perfectly with this conversation. It was called Naked in Public. (laughs) And and that's really what it's about is exposing ourselves so much that we feel naked in public. And that's our biggest fear is that people are going to see our wounds and think we're horrible. People are going to see our, you know, our pain and think we're you know, weak. And so when you strip yourself of all these stories and just allow yourself to be naked in public, what you are is light. What we all are is light. 
I'm not this identity as Tanya or number three psychic or any of these things. I'm light. And because I use my light, I share my light, I serve my light, more light comes to me and through me. And that's truly what it is all about. Amen to that. I love that. Now we can turn to you. This book is coming out, The Sensuous yes. Bruja. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, when's it coming out? Um, I don't have a definitive date yet. All right, cool. Pre-writing mode. And so I'm hoping by the middle, probably, I'm hoping by this time next year for sure. Awesome. So it's a beautiful guide and kind of a, it's really about getting reconnected to the senses and the sensuousness, you know, it's not just about sexiness, but our senses are our intuitive intelligence. Again, when we use our senses, sight, smell, sound, you know, and touch and taste, that's when we really feel alive. And again, we can only really have those experiences in the now. So the sensuous bruja is really about aligning the sensuous energy to come through and really create an intuitive connection between us and our bodies, which is what our bodies are, intuitive connections and channels, to our outside experience so we can add more pleasure and more passion and more play into our lives as well as into the bedroom. So it's, <laughs> it's a little bit sexy and a little bit spiritual. And so that's, that's what's coming up. So thank you for, for, for supporting that. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, some people get like try to divide the two. I was at a meditation seminar a couple of weeks ago and uh, they were talking about, um, they were just talking about the, the, the way that the way the connection happens in your body and all this. And then they were talking, we were talking about connecting to the belly and, and then the lady's like, and this also, this enhances all these different things. And then she's like also sexually. And then she goes in many different areas, but she was like saying how she brought up how sexuality is really spirituality in a sense also. Yeah, and, I know, and, this, and that's exactly it. And so I love how you brought that up because I want to just bring that, bring that up to say, like, you know, to, to commend you on that. So awesome stuff here. Um, let me see. There's so much more I can dive into. I know we're coming up to the end here. Um, if somebody was looking to start this spiritual journey, and this may kind of be a, a, a redundant to what we talked about earlier, but how, how would someone um, – start a spiritual journey for themselves? The first step is to really recognize that you can't do it by yourself. Cool. The, the second step then is to be willing to accept what you cannot change, you know, <laughs> because you cannot change the past. And so you just got to say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done being miserable. I'm done with the story. I'm done with these money problems, with this health issue. You have to recognize that you have control and power in your life and in your body. And then third, start to recognize where is your pain? What is the story about? This is where you decide, I need help. I need some support because I can't do this by myself. This is when you take the step to then get some spiritual support, to get you know, go to church or talk to a spiritual counselor or, you know, a healer or whomever, that step then opens up the rest of the steps because then you'll know where you need to go healing. Some people have things within their body with food, sexual things that happen, childhood abuse, you know, um, domestic abuse, you know, divorced parents, no parents, adoption. There's so many things 
you know, um, that, that we experience, unfortunately, as children. And then we have to heal that stuff in this adult life. And so that's why it's someone that is not just a, oh, I, I'm, I'm a psychic or I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm an empath, I'm a healer. You need someone who has, has a track record, first of all, who's got some schooling, some education, some kind of licensing, you know, some valid testimonials that aren't just, you know, their friends and family. And someone that you can truly trust, someone who's credible and confidential with your most precious, you know, inner world, inner universe. And then step four is trusting that you can be healed, believing that you can be healed, allowing yourself to have faith in yourself and confidence, and then recognizing that you are not alone and that there are people who are hurting and that there are people who can heal you and and support your own healing. Not people can heal you, but support your healing because we have to heal ourselves ultimately. I love how you say that. It's um, mm-hmm. especially at the end there, you know, and and um, you know the not alone part. That was a hard one for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, thinking it was all me. It was all I'm the only one going through this. It's only my experience. And um, as I started to learn over time. Um, we all go through it in different ways, uh, but it's, mm-hmm. we all, we, it's, we're not alone in it though. The and ego wants us to isolate. The ego, our fear wants us to isolate, to stay alone, not to ask for help. Cause if we ask for help, then the ego, the fear gets, you know, dissipates a little bit, you know, yeah. it, it, it shrinks down and it doesn't want you to ask for help. It wants to keep control of you. And so asking for help is how you start to defeat your ego and, and start to, look at the war that is going in. You can't look at the war going on within with the one who is fighting you. (laughs) 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 It's not, the strategy is always going to be for, for your fear to win, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's really getting honest and, and taking the steps that you really need to get support for myself. I'm in so many different mentorship groups and support because as a counselor, also as a coach or, you know, a spiritual person, and I'm supporting others, I also know that I have to get support. So we must know as we are also spiritual leaders and teachers that we must also continue to get our own support and healing. You know, we don't get to stop, you know, we have to keep growing. That's, that's the childlike wonder. We have to keep growing. We have to try new things. We have to keep, you know, Staying in your lane means, you know, not worrying about other people, but it doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing for the rest of your life. You know, I could have retired as a librarian, but I said, no, that's not who I wanted to be anymore. So staying in your lane really means is the lane that you create. What are you creating in your lane? What are you creating that you love? I love, I've always loved the way you, how you put things. And, and as again, I love it and creating your own path, your own lane and, and, and just living it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Tanya, how can people get a hold of you if they want to connect with you and so forth? What are the best ways? The best ways to reach me, first of all, Facebook, I'm on social media big time because I do have a, a large international community. So Facebook at Tanya Gonzalez. Um, Instagram, Tanya Gonzalez as well. And then I also have a thriving Bruja community under Brown Girls Kutero. 
And you can also find me at um, tarotlifecoach.com as well. So I have lots of ways that you can reach me. So yes, thank you. Awesome. No, my pleasure. And your oh, your the other book you wrote, not the one that's coming out next year, is that available on Amazon so people can get? Yes, yes, they okay. both are. The other one was Angel Blessings. That's and that right. Was a, sh- a short little compilation book, again, some stories about angel blessings. And I wrote in there um, a story called Angel in the City about Archangel Michael. So that was a blast to write as well. So both of those are available on Amazon. Thank you so much, Victor. Good old Archangel Michael. What an amazing yes. guy. <laughs> I, that, that's a whole other conversation we'll dive exactly. into at another time because I yeah. will have you back on because I wanted to actually get into a lot of other stuff but we'll do that next time but, yeah for sure I love it I love it I love it um, as always it is my distinct honor and pleasure to you know have you on you're an amazing individual amazing soul more than anything else and uh, I've always greatly appreciated you and had high regards and respect for you and um, honestly you know to see where you are and what you're doing it's just uh like I said, I'm a, I'm a, a, you're one of your biggest fans sitting on the sidelines, cheering you on, throwing energy at you all the time, making sure that, you know, just giving you love so you, you use it as a place. Uh, thank you. I'm super, super grateful for that. Don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, thank you. That makes me so, that really warms my heart. Thank you, Victor. No, my pleasure. So I want to thank you again and uh, we'll be in t- I'll have you back on again soon. All right. Thank you, brother. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. 